Hey folks, I'm Kevin. And I'm Kevin. Welcome to the Dark, Dark Windows, Windows Podcast. Just a disclaimer, we are going to cover some topics that may be not for everyone. And we're going to use some language that's definitely not for everyone. So sit back and enjoy the show. Or don't, that's fine. There is no one who knows me, or who has ever known me, who knows anything about me, really. They're going to tell you something that does not line up with anything I tell you, because I'm two different people, basically. And that is a direct quote from our subject for this week and next week here on the Dark Windows podcast. It's going to get a little heavy. We are talking about serial killer Israel Keys. Yeah, we're switching it up, going to a, going to a real monster. And it turns out when you look into real monsters, there's way more information than there is on the cryptozoological cryptozoological ones and they're just as scary worse yeah i I would rather run into a fucking goat man than this guy true true because he had no like particular type of he he didn't have a type of people he would kill he would kill anybody he got a chance at yeah um but before we get going too far we want to start off with saying thank you to our sponsor studio headphones Go check them out over at uh, www.studio.com forward slash US. Look at, uh, check into all of their all of their different types of headphones. We are actually both using the Regent right now, which are awesome. Um, I've had mine for about a week. And I've had mine for a couple. A couple. Yeah. And a couple of weeks. I love them. I've, I've had mine, well, I got them fully charged uh, the day they came in, and I've been using them on Bluetooth ever since then. And I haven't charged them yet. This is the first time I've ever actually plugged the auxiliary cable in. And that's just for recording. Um, and, his, and Kevin's wife has... Uh, she has the Vasa, yeah. which are the uh, behind-the-ear, uh, wired-together ones with a little remote. Um, she loves them. She uses them all the time. Like, she's on lunch break at work. She's got them in listening to stuff. Um, mostly Color Me Dead. She likes that show a lot. <laughs> but I think we do, too, because uh, we've got a... We, we've got friends there. We, we like them. Um, but back to it. If you go to studio.com and you find something that you will like, and I can assure you, you will. You and, probably will. And you go to the promo code before you check out, put in dark windows, and we'll take 15% off for you. So without further ado, let's get into this prick. Yeah, let's, uh, <laughs> I hope you all like to enjoy this show. Yeah, I hope you guys enjoy listening to this more than we haven't than we've enjoyed researching it because I've I've been losing sleep researching over this guy and yeah, the first day that he oh. Kevin started in, well, not really the first day. It was more like maybe the third or fourth day. No, maybe it was the second. It was the second day. Yeah, it was t- you 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 go like, dude, I fucking hate this guy. I, I love serial killers. I like talking about serial killers. And this is the first one that I have listened to shit about 
I want to punch him right in the face. There's like six hours of uh, of interviews through the uh, with the FBI on their uh, on their YouTube page that I'm going to have links to in next week's episodes. We have watched every single minute of those and every time this guy laughs i want to reach into the tv and just <laughs> <laughs> i want to punch him in the balls until he's just got a sack of like fucking applesauce yeah also spoiler alert i do not feel bad that this guy killed himself in prison i mean i kind of feel bad that he didn't get to go to trial and stand in front of a you know jury for what he did but the fact that he's dead doesn't bother me <laughs> not even in the slightest yeah, and I don't think it bothered uh, looking at some of the stuff from like funeral and everything. It almost seemed like it didn't bother almost anything else, anyone else either. I mean, I guess his siblings and the mother I mean, were his, sad. His mom and like four of his sisters showed up. That was it. Yeah, yeah, you heard yeah. that right. Four of his sisters. Um, yeah. So, but, do we want to start off at the end, like what we got in the show notes, or do we want to start right from the early life? Because I mean, well, kind of what's. With this guy, you almost have to start at the end to get to the beginning. Well, what got him caught was he was pulled over. March 16th, 2012. Yep, in Lufkin, Texas. And this was, uh, he was pulled over because the vehicle that he was driving matched the description along with, well, description and the license plate matched the description of a vehicle that was seen by an ATM camera. After after a guy had taken money out of a bank and then it took off, and, you know, and it was the, the the money that was being used, the, the ATM card that was being used, turns out was one of his victims. Yeah, Samantha and Koenig. The thing that that uh, the guy he he portrays himself as being the smartest man on the face of the earth. When he went up to the ATM machine, he had a mask on. He wore gloves when he was handling the card didn't think far enough ahead to say, well, I'm going to put a mask on so the camera doesn't see me, but when I pull out of here, it's going to see my license plates. Don't you think you would have taken them off until you got around the corner, then got out, put them back on? If you're the, the, Okay, I will give the guy credit. He was smart with how he did things, but he was stupid with how he got caught. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I guess before we get too much further, you wanted to say a little thank you yeah i i wanted to say uh thank you to nikki at color me dead uh for taking time out of her busy schedule as a mom and researcher slash host of of uh, color me dead her and angel do an awesome job i love the show um their last episode made me physically angry listening to it because of how terrible the police work was um i you guys need to check it out if, if you're into true crime go listen to it it's uh, uh justice for dj is what it's called it, it will make you angry. Yeah. With, she, and, she, it, and as soon as she found out we were doing this and we, we were having a little bit of trouble, she's like, I'll help, I'll help, I'll do like, it, I'll do yeah, it. Yeah, what do you need? And I'm like, well, we need some stuff for this early life. She's like, oh, yeah, no problem. And uh, I, I did want to apologize to her because she did some of her research from the same book that I did through Audible. And it's a great book. The narrator is just how he could make a case like this sound like somebody reading from a math textbook. I have no idea. He's so boring, but the book itself is good. Yeah. So, Israel Keys. Yeah. Yeah, I know. Just his name just I make it makes me want to hit him. Yeah. Born, Dig up his corpse and beat him to death with an aluminum bat or something. <laughs> yeah. Born January 7th, 
1978. Fucker's only two years older than me. Yeah, well, not anymore because he's dead. So now you're older than him. In (laughs) Richmond, Utah, his parents were Heidi uh, Hankinson. Hankinson, I think that's probably... uh, Hankinson, he's uh, Swedish. I think that's Norwegian. Norwegian, yeah. Sorry, Norwegian, yes. And his father was Jeffrey... John John. Jeffrey Keyes. Whoa, I read that wrong. John Jeffrey Keyes, yes. Uh, They were... He was the second of nine kids. Yeah. So... Did we mention that... uh, Have we gotten to the point where they were Mormons? Because, I mean... No! (laughs) Yeah, because I I know a Mormon family in a town close to here, and they breed like rabbits. When I was in high school, there was... uh, uh, The girl that went to school with a few of my friends was like the... 12th of 15 at that point in time and they were still having kids hey so, yeah they you know nothing, they're, wrong, they're with, nice nothing wrong with mormons i've never met a never met a, a rude mormon i've just you know you know uh the name israel i didn't know until i just saw yeah that. I, saw, I didn't either saw your stuff yeah means who prevails with god or he who struggles with god yeah well guess what that last one actually makes sense yeah for yeah. for this asshole so there was uh Five girls and four boys, and he was this. Uh, I don't know if we met. I think I just messaged it, but he was the second of the of the nine. He was the second born, the first male. Uh huh. Yep. He had an older sister. Then it was him. Uh, when he was a small boy, the family moved from Utah to Colville, Utah. Yeah, Colville. I just said <laughs> they moved from Utah to Utah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know that's how it goes. Yeah, exactly. Right? They moved from Colville, Washington. Um, to Jesus Christ, kid! They moved from Utah to Colville, Washington. That's what I there was going to say. Finish your sentence. Thank you. <laughs> wow, <laughs> dyslexic or something tonight? No, it's because both of us have slept like three hours since we started researching this dickhead. Well, uh, so the town was uh, was a really small town. So freaking small. Well, we'll get into the oh yes, we how will. small it is. How uh, small was it? <laughs> uh, they lived in a, a small cabin, and it had wood stove, no electricity. Uh, the kids were homeschooled because they're Mormon. Well, I don't know if it was because they're Mormon, but well, a lot of Mormon it, kids it are homeschooled. Probably had something to do with it, but also the fact that their parents were a little strange. I mean, if you homeschool your kids, that's fine, because what they learn in public schools is probably bullshit anyway. But, you know, it is what it is. Yeah, but they were strange, but they weren't out of the norm. No. I would for, say. Not for the Northwest. No, not, not for, like, really anywhere. I mean, some are, I don't know. Some, when looking at this, you think that, well, okay, because mom... Took her faith a little too serious. Yeah, well, that's a that's lot a, of people in the a, South take their faith really serious. That's true, and that's also a fairly common thing with serial killers. Is you have that one overbearing parent, usually either with religion or uh, just trying to make sure that you're going to be the best at whatever they want you to do. Doesn't matter what you want to do. You know, you want to play violin, and your dad's like, "No, motherfucker, you're going to be a starter for the Oakland A's," which. I mean, I'd rather play violin because the A's suck, but yeah. You know, but but they. I mean, it's, it seemed like his family was, you know. Well, we'll get into that yeah. a little bit, but I mean, they they did get grotesque. Did they get grossed out or they got pissed because of things he did? Yeah, 
Um, so, I mean, not like some parents where they just really didn't give a shit of some families that were guys that were serial killers. I mean, that's what I got. Yeah. Know, that like, I, hey, he, he we, could, we could agree on that he one. He didn't have the same kind of upbringing that a lot of serial killers did where they no, were. No, his, his, grandfather, his grandfather wasn't also his father. Yeah, the like Ted, Ted Bundy. Bundy. No, like he wasn't uh, like sexually abused or emotionally abused as far as we can tell. Uh, they were just overbearing parents. Yeah, I mean, at, once in a while, everybody's parents are. You know, it happens. Yeah. This is now. This is the fucked up part that I that. Well, I guess it's not really fucked up, but they joined a. I don't know if they joined a church. I don't. Think they, they started actually, attending. Yeah, yeah. They attended ceremonies or ceremonies masses. I would say mass. Yeah, ceremonies mass. makes it sound like it's a cult. <laughs> well, wink, wink. No. <laughs> Um, wink, wink, nudge, nudge, no, they, they, they started attending a Christian identity church named the Ark, which is known for racist and anti-Semitic views, where I think his mother's still part of it. I wouldn't. I believe so. But the thing is, going forward with this guy, that didn't really make a difference um, because no. he he did go on to have a kid with a, a woman who was half black, half Native American, and it. It, I mean, I don't really think that this part of it really stuck with him. I don't think. I don't think he was. No. Nah. And it's like the only three confirmed victims of this guy are all white. You know, <laughs> so obviously he's not like oh, I don't like black people. I'm going to kill all these white people instead. Doesn't make any difference. That had nothing to do with. No. Nah. With how he turned out, I don't think. Definitely not. Um. Let's see, he, he liked to learn uh, carpentry and had a natural talent for it. He built his first cabin when he was 16, which yeah. is pretty fucking good. Actually, I, when I find the pictures of it, I'll put them up in the show notes. Pretty damn good work for a 16-year-old working on it by himself. Yeah, we saw him that, uh, that yeah. documentary on uh, on YouTube. Yeah. That, uh, Dark Minds thing. Yeah, he did have a... He, he did oh, did really damn he was good a, work. He was a damn good carpenter. Like, when we get into it further, um, there was some stuff where they talk about one of his past employers the guy said that like this guy wouldn't even stop for lunch breaks he would just work and like he was one of these you know measure three times cut once you know and he was just laser focused when he started doing something and that had a lot to do yeah. with uh, his extracurricular activities other than work well that was one of the one of the things I because he probably... was the same way when he was out uh, out hunting pretty much uh he, I guess he worked for a general contractor in Colville from 1995 to 97. Now, in the 90s at some point, so they went from, went from the left coast to the right coast. Yeah. They moved, Literally. They, it says, uh, you know, in the, in, the late ni- in, in the late 90s, the family moved to an Amish community in Smyrna, Maine, where they made maple syrup. Not as good as we do, obviously. Uh <laughs> They attended uh, Amish services for a year, few years, but never actually became part of the Amish community. Uh, th- this family changed religion like most people change socks. But really, they didn't really change religion, though. No, but it kind of, sort of, here and there. It's it's more of a a flavor. Mm, yeah, I guess. Yeah, it's 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 still ice cream, but it's not peach. Not strawberry, but vanilla. It's like green tea ice cream. Yeah, it's just a, it, it, <laughs> or, or you know something close to that where it's 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 the same thing, but they preach a little bit different. Yeah, 
People who knew the family said that his mother came across as as creepy and cult-minded, which is kind of part of that like overbearing religious part of it, I think. Uh, it got to the point where the kids actually had to go over to friends' houses to watch movies. Their mother also wouldn't let them play a musical instrument because she believed it was against God. Which, I, that, that, that part blew my mind. I had no idea what the hell playing a musical instrument had to do with being like, oh, you work for the devil, you're playing a flute. Well, I mean, you There's know. only one instrument that's of the devil, and that's the skin flute. And if you're good at playing it, it's all that matters. You make uh, a living out of it. I Yes, sure. Or belly drums. I'm pretty good at belly drums. Ooh, belly drums? Yes, sir. Hmm. So Israel was described as the prince of the family, and all the younger children looked up to him. I mean, the, which so, is what I, I can, I, it's a stupid term, but I can understand it. He was the firstborn boy. So everybody, most people that if you have an older brother, you generally, when you're a kid, you look up to your older brother, right? So when you have, you know, seven kids that are younger than you and your family, they're probably going to look up to you. That makes sense. Yeah. It's that oldest oldest son syndrome. Yeah, and it's it's just a weird way of putting it, but yeah, I, I kind of and it's because I mean the the daughter and son, you know, daughter oldest daughter competes with it for uh, for the whole, you know, oh hey, you know, I'm the oldest. But when he was seventeen, said he had a huge falling out with his parents. And he had enough of religion and declared himself an atheist. Now, see, I found something contradictory hmm. to that. I don't know where this came from because I found something that later on said that later in his life, not at 17, but it was later on that he said that he was – that he claimed to be an atheist. This this information came from a book called uh, Devil in the Darkness by J.T. Hunter is the author of it. Um, like – like I said before, book's good. The narrator just sucks the fucking interest right out of it. Well, being an atheist, you know, he kind of, I don't know. I mean, it, it just shows that he, that he didn't really give a rat's ass about religion at all. Yeah, and I just, I, but just by looking, just by watching the films, he, he didn't. Yeah, and I, I think that might have had part of the uh, might may have had something to do with. I know people are going to be like, well, being an atheist doesn't make you a serial killer. It doesn't, but I think in this case, it didn't hurt the fact that he was killing people because he didn't give a shit about where he was going after he died. So it didn't bother him to go out and kill people. You know, I mean, I'm not a yeah. not an overly religious person, but, you know, yeah. you think about what you want to do. with a, And also, if you treat people nice and not be a piece of shit, it's just good, you know? Exactly. <laughs> he, uh... He, oh. he he he! I get when he was younger though, he did carry around a thirty-eight with I, him. I did want to go back oh. real quick. Oh yeah, with sorry. A, we'll um, go back to the thirty-eight. Like uh, we keep coming back to his overbearing mom. When she found out that he was an atheist at the age of seventeen, she kicked him out of the house and forbade his brothers and sisters from speaking to him. No, see that doesn't make any fucking sense at all. Because if if they said not going to speak to him at all. Why would later on in his life, he goes to a sister's wedding? Because when you were a kid, did you do everything that your parents told you to do? Or did you say, oh, well, now oh, they said I'm not supposed to do yeah, that, so must, I'm going to do it anyway. They must have forgave him then, I mean, for you know, becoming an atheist. Either that or it's one of those things where it's like it's a big moment in somebody's life. So even if you haven't been there for the whole part of their life, 
you're still going to go to your sister's wedding. Even if you guys don't talk, you're still going to go. Yeah. You know. So back to, you know, when he was, I don't know. I think you said he was like 13 or 14. Yeah, something around there. He he was given a 38 special by his grandfather. Yep. Um, which, which, which is kind of a, it's kind of almost like a rite of passage. It's like back in, back in the eighties, getting a, a firearm from a grandparent was, I mean, shit, even in the nineties when I was growing up, getting a rifle from a parent is a normal thing. It's kind of, it's a rite of passage sort of right. thing, you know, for, cause I, I'm going to guess that his grandfather, his father, I bet you they were hunters. I would imagine. Yeah. You know, and, um, well, so, I mean, also think about it like this. He was born in 78. So his grandfather was, I mean, if he was an American citizen, which I'm guessing he was, there's a probably a pretty good chance he was in World War II, or at least involved in the war effort in some capacity. Or it could have been Korea. Mm, yeah, somewhere in there, but still. My grandfather was in Korea. So. Right, but like I said, somewhere in that in that yeah. neck of the woods, timeline-wise. Yeah. Um, so he took, this is the part that, you know, links him to other serial killers. Right. He takes the thirty-eight, goes out into the woods with a cat. And a couple of his friends. And a couple of his friends that were visiting, right, wasn't I, it? Yeah, they they were staying there for like a week or whatever. Yeah. Just like, you know, yeah. as so, you do when you're a teenager. So they go out in the woods and he puts the cat down. And he says, I'm going to shoot the cat. They're like, what do you shoot the cat for? Because the cat getting, was getting in the garbage. Yeah, what a dickhead. As a friend, I'd be like, what the fuck? You're going to shoot a fucking cat because it was getting into your garbage? Dude, do you know how many dead animals I'd have at my house if we shot them every time they got into the trash? God damn. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, my dog would be dead. Fucking, your dog would have been dead ten, like ten, ten 30 times over. times over. Yeah, something like that. But he he takes it out, shoots the cat in the stomach. And I, well, didn't he just like yeah, he just watched it run around a tree for yeah. a little bit and then it died and he just kind of sat there and watched it and the other two people the other like, two people are like what the fuck are you doing one of them starts throwing up and yeah i think that's when he re- that point in time in his life where he realized i have to keep the real me inside and only let him out to play when i'm not around other people because this is what they think of the actual me when i'm being myself yeah which is it, it, it. Which is, I don't know if it's it's kind of a an oddball thing. It's almost because not too many serial killers, you know. I don't think really like think that way. No, uh, well, I don't know because a lot of them kind of I don't know. A lot of them can can like compartmentalize stuff, but they don't. But they don't go. Hmm, this they, makes people sad. Exactly. Uh, yeah, probably shouldn't do that. Well, that, that's what made this guy different, is all of these serial killers that were around back in the 60s and 70s, like, the real prolific guys, like the Bundys, the Gacy's, uh-huh. all of these guys, he studied them and saw what kind of caused their downfall and just went, nah, I'm not going to do that. I, I did find... You mentioned Bundy. The guy, the, this guy was fucking scary. You mentioned Bundy. I have yeah. to, I have to just, uh, he... Actually, I found that he claimed to like Bundy, I guess. Bundy was his uh, mentor, per se. Right. Um, Murder mentor. Yeah. Yeah, so he, like, you know, 
I mean, if think about it, followed him. If there's there's not many other guys that got away with what Ted Bundy did for that long, and the only reason he got caught is because he went batshit bug fuck nuts at the very end and tore up that sorority house at Florida State. So if he could figure out how he was doing this, and then just not go crazy completely. Well, yeah, he he said he, he that he. And he admired him, but he also liked his uh, tendency to kill. Right, right. Which, but the big difference between the two of them is Ted Bundy had a type. He had he liked brunette, you know, brunette women with their hair set like parted down the middle. Israel Keys was a convenience killer. Like if there was somebody running down a path, he's like, yeah. I can snatch this woman, kill her in the woods. Nobody will ever know. Or he stalked them, like yeah. Went grocery shopping. Yeah, yeah. He se. he compared picking vic like in one of the interviews he compares picking victims to picking fruit at the grocery store. You check them all out. You figure out which one you think is the best, and then you throw it in your cart. And I was like, this guy's a yeah. fucking animal. That's it. We'd all I think we'd also had heard that uh, going back to the the killing of animals and mm-hmm. stuff. He, he he kind of like he did it more than just once with people out there. And it got back to their parents. Right. Which. I don't want you hanging out with that weird cheese boy yeah, anymore. Yeah. Which then got back to somehow to his parents. And his parents must have done guess, something to him. Dude, if, if you're at your friend's house and you start, you know, setting shit on fire, <laughs> you know, their friend's parents are going to go, well, I'm going to talk to your parents about you trying to set my dress on fire you little fucking monster exactly you know he he did have some strange uh neighbors yeah we, we, we'll, we'll get into them in just a second i did want to um actually no yeah let me get let me get into them now um he grew up next to a family uh last name of kehoe up in uh, up in colville they were fucked up yeah like big time they uh the Keo family, uh, more importantly, uh, Chevy, and I kid you not, his name is pronounced Chevy because that was his daddy's favorite brand of truck, and his brother's name was Cheyenne, which I'm guessing is his daddy's favorite model of Chevy. Just fucking, like, this is just the most trailer park thing. <laughs> Don't forget his, his sister, Pontiac Fierro. <laughs> fucking dirtbags. Pontiac Fierro Keys. Yeah. Okay, I mean, uh, Keys Keho. Yeah. Um, so they tended the same damn yep. church and these, the, this family got way, way into the, into the racism and all that bullshit. They took that shit literal. Yeah. Um, so I think we kind of need to take a moment to talk about these guys, um, uh, and their dirtbag daddy Kirby, uh, like I said, Chevy was named after his dad's favorite car, which is a Chevy, uh, Kirby and Gloria, the parents, uh, pulled Chevy and Cheyenne from public school in 1988. They were raised with some pretty extreme white supremacist and anti-government views, and uh, Chevy would go on to form a white nationalist militia to take down the government. As you do when you're a white trash piece of shit scumbag. Duh. Right. I mean, you know, don't don't necessarily agree with the United States government, but I'm not going to form a militia of toothless meth heads to help me take them down either, because that's probably not your you know <laughs> your best option for wait, for wait. recruitment <laughs> first off who says they're toothless i'm just you know taking a wild guess i'd be surprised if that whole family had a full set of teeth between them 
Maybe. It's really weird though when you see uh, when you see Chevy's mug shots from prison. He looks almost exactly like Edward Norton's character from American History X. He's like got the skinhead, like little goatee and stuff. Kind of thinking maybe that's where the character's is from. Maybe, maybe you know because they do look a lot alike. Huh. Um. So in 1995, Chevy and his dad Kirby robbed the home of William Muller in Tilly, Arkansas. Those who rob together stay together. Yeah, <laughs> the family that fucks your cousins together sticks together generally. Maybe uh, Muller was a gun dealer who had a large collection, lots of ammo and cash. Three things that any dirtbag needs when they're trying to create a white state. Of course. <laughs> In June of 95, Kehoe and, a, and, a, and an accomplice kidnapped and robbed Malcolm and Jill Friedman, a Jewish couple who owned a store in which uh, Kehoe had once been employed. Then a few months later, in January of 96, he returned to the Mueller, uh, Mueller home where he and an accomplice, Daniel, Lee, uh, Daniel Lewis Lee, murdered William, his wife, Nancy Ann, and his stepdaughter, Sarah Elizabeth Powell. That's where he got the, a na- his, his nickname. Is it like the family slayer or some shit like yeah, that? Yeah, annihilator, family annihilator or yeah, something. He, yeah, he was a fucking dickhead. Um, after they killed, um, after they killed the Mullers, they dumped their bodies in the nearby swamp. Um, in February of 1997, uh, Chevy and his brother were involved in a shootout at. <laughs> were involved with a shootout with an Ohio State Highway Patrol trooper and a deputy sheriff in Wilmington, Ohio. The shootout was reported on the trooper's dash cam and was widely broadcast. It was fucked up. Yeah. Did you actually watch yeah. it? Yeah. I watched it. I mean, it, it, it was dull at the beginning because they're like, went up. The, the, there was one trooper. He went up, talked with them. You want to come back here? Yeah, 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 yeah. And I, I don't want any trouble. I don't want any trouble. You know, and, and, then and it then, turns into some fucking devil's reject shit. And it's. <laughs> Yeah, the fuck, what was it, wasn't it uh, Cheyenne or one of the two got fucking shot to shit and Chevy drove the fuck off. He's like, fuck you, I'm yep. out. Yep. Um, it was actually, uh, the, the dashboard footage was actually aired on a, in an episode of uh, uh, World's Scariest Police Shootouts in 1997. I'm going to try to find it on YouTube because if I can, I'll put it on here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Um... Oh, I yeah, it's on there. I, I'm pretty. I watched it. Oh, so. awesome! Send me a link to it, and we'll put it in the show notes. Yeah, we'll have to. Um, Chevy was sentenced to life in prison with without the possibility of parole for the role in his death for his role in the deaths of the Mueller family. His accomplice was was sentenced to death. So I'm almost wondering if maybe Chevy didn't commit the murders himself, but since he was there, he didn't get as much of a. Or maybe the other guy's the one that killed the kid, and the jury was just like, no, fuck you, string his ass up. A little bit of a fun fact, Chevy is incarcerated at the Florence Admax uh, Federal Prison in Florence, Colorado, which is the same prison that a guy that I think will probably end up covering at some point in time, Ted Kaczynski, the Unabomber, is locked up in in the same prison. I'd be curious if they're like in the same cell block, you know. 
Ted, Listen, Ted Kaczynski Ted, was kind of a the... boring dude. I could see Chevy just like fucking nerd and like giving him wedgies and shit like that because yeah, he's Ted, a prick. <laughs> Ted's in the 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 convalescent side of the of the prison. Well, now because he's nine hundred years old. He was nine hundred years old when they arrested him. He was like sixty when he got caught. Was it really? I thought it was seventies. Yeah, late sixties, seventies, somewhere in there. Hmm. But I mean, even when he was on, when he was in prison, like I've seen some of the letters he was writing to people, he seemed like a fucking just boring nerd. I don't believe I should be here. I need money on my uh, my commissary card so I can buy more gum. Fucking loser. Yeah, but dude, he can make shit out of nothing. Dude, he made bombs out of fucking wood and cardboard. Exactly. The only metal in some of those was the projectiles. Like, the firing mechanisms and shit like that was all made out of wood. Yeah. That's crazy. He's the Geppetto of bombing people. Yes. Yeah, that was a Pinocchio reference. Suck it. Very, very good. (laughs) Very good. So, did uh, did growing up next to a family of psychopaths like that, that attended that white supremacist rallies and churches like the Keos did, did that have anything to do with... How Israel Keys turned out, you think? No, no, I don't. I don't believe it did either. Which is weird. Which is really, um, which is really fucking weird that you don't. Because I, I saw it and I was like, you know, I bet you we're gonna find something where Israel Keys and Chevy did something together. Did some fucking weird shit like where they fucking I, killed cats or? Dude, I don't. I you know what I think they probably did together. They probably played fucking baseball and shit like that together, like normal kids. But maybe, you know, I not to say because it's like, I mean, Chevy had a reason that he was the way he was because his parents were fucking like bottom of the barrel dirtbags. And when you're like that, your kids tend to be like that, too. But yeah, but when you're when you're when you're raised in that situation, only way, you know, is to raise your kids in that situation. Exactly. It's like uh, people that. You know, like people that go on to be uh, uh, like abusive spouses. A lot of the time it's because when they were growing up, dad used to smack mom around. So it was normal. So that's just how they continue to live because it was normal life when they were a kid. They don't know any different. Exactly. But for some, for some, for some, then there's some people that get past it and go, that's not the person I'm going to be. It's like um, uh, it's like growing up with uh, alcoholics. Yeah, it's a, it's a normal thing to see Uncle So-and-so shit-faced hammered every time I see him. I don't want to do that. I don't want to be that person. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, so, okay, let's get back. So let's <laughs> yeah. get back to this. Go, uh... uh so, during his childhood years, Keyes would walk around with, with the pistol that his grandfather gave him. Uh, he carried it with him pretty much everywhere. It's kind of strange, but it there are some reports that he had homemade silencers that he was making out of like PVC and stuff like that for his, for his revolver, huh. which goes to show you like kind of how crafty he really is. Um, he also had some friends that they would, uh, they'd break into houses and burglarize them, which was another thing that he would continue to do later on in life. Oh yeah. Um, and uh, he committed his, well, according to him, yeah, let's uh, let's get Ac- into that. According to him, he committed his first murder or or rape when he was what? How old was he? Uh, 
like 17 or something like that 17 uh, or 18 right somewhere in there because it's uh, it was right before he went into the army it was uh, yeah. around 97 98 yeah, somewhere in there he, he uh would have sort of been 90 because he went in was the... like 97 i think yeah he went in 98 yeah so, so yeah he, he, he... Do, do you want me to cover it yeah yeah go okay. ahead go ahead so uh, well, he he told investigators that before he, he joined the army, he couldn't remember if it was ninety seven, ninety eight, whatever. Uh, that he raped a young girl, a young teenage girl in Oregon. Uh, she was floating down the river with her friends, and he stalked her through the trees. Um, he took her, he kind of like snagged her from the group, uh, took her up into the woods and raped her. And uh, he had intended to kill her, but instead he just put her back on her on her fucking inner tube, back out in the water, and just let her float off. So that was his. Uh, his first real yeah, cause, yeah, cause dipping he, his toe into the, the heavy shit. Yeah, he, he tended to kill her, but it was like, eh, yeah, nah, I don't think so. Which I almost... Which shows restraint on his part, which is weird, because a lot of serial killers just like get to, get into the moment and then they do it. Not really. I, I'll, you're right with the serial killers where they're just like... But their thing is like when they... Um, like with Ted Bundy. When he would commit a rape, he'd go, uh, I gotta kill this woman so that she can't rat on me. His, I think, mm-hmm. was more he probably would have killed her, but he hadn't prepared himself to kill her. He was like, Oh, I I've got all the equipment I need to rape her, but I don't have what I need to kill her and dispose, dispose of, of her and... where I'm not gonna yeah. get caught. Cause he was as much of a bastard and a monster as he was, he was smart. He really was. He was smart how he did stuff. Um, really was. And as Kevin said, I mean, he, he did join the military. He he was smart in the same way that Adolf Hitler was. Still a fucking monster, but a smart guy. Not saying I like either one of them, because they both suck. And I hope they're in hell just getting butt-fucked with sandpaper dildos forever. But, so, anyway. But yeah. So he, he, he joined the military in 98. Yep. Which... Would have put him at around 20 years old. No. Like 18, something like that. He, he was so. born in 78. So he would have been 20. Well, in 98. Well, 19, 20, depending on no, what he, he joined. Bo- he, well, 19, let's see. Uh, yeah, some, yeah. Okay. He, he moved, he went to, now this is the weird part. I don't understand this. Why he went to Jersey. Apparently they don't have recruiting offices in Washington. Yeah, he goes to Jersey, enlists in the army, which is odd to me because it's almost like he was on his first scouting mission, putting shit somewhere. We'll you get know. into that. Um, he would then be stationed in Fort Lewis, which is in Tacoma, Washington, mm-hmm. and then he would. Uh, then he went from there. To Fort Hood in Texas. Then he was stationed in Egypt as well. Couldn't really figure like find out how long he was over there for. Um, yeah, I don't know. But if it was, I would guess, probably bare minimum, what, six months? Probably. Probably. I mean, if he was just stationed there. Right. You know, that was just a, hey. Because it's, it's not like there was anything really going on in that section of the world at that point in time. That, yeah. we, that we were involved in, at least. Yeah. Um, but to actually get true details, because, I mean, this is probably, could be hearsay. Yeah. And you, you also know? have to remember who is giving them this information. It's Israel Keys. Yeah. Because only ones that really 
can know his military background, and I know this firsthand, are relatives. Right. So I think so the, it has to be like it would have to be his daughter. She'd be able to get his his records and stuff like his that. His daughter, his mom. Right. It wouldn't his be his sisters. it wouldn't be his wife because he wasn't married. No, girlfriend but, couldn't do that. No. No, because I mean, even hell, I had a hard time. My brother had a hard time uh, getting stuff on a grandfather. Yeah, and that was a that's a that's your grandfather, but you're not close enough of a relation, right? Which is so stupid. But he he did get information on him, which was you know, which was kind of cool because you could get to go get to find out more. So if we could, if if there was some way of getting his information. About you know him being enlisted. I almost and all this wonder. Stuff, I almost wonder cool. if you could get that through Freedom of Information because technically the FBI was involved in this case, so I think they would have all that all those records on file. Maybe, but uh, th- that stuff takes like eight weeks to go through. Definitely. Oh yeah, um, yeah, yeah, definitely. But what, while he was in Egypt, he made friends with a guy named Sean McGuire, who who he shared uh, barracks with. Uh, Maguire never fully trusted him. Once they got into an argument, Israel told him that he would kill him. And Maguire was convinced that he was absolutely, completely serious. But this is also another thing we, we should probably touch on with this guy is he was a real heavy drinker. Um, which kind of puts him into another category with a guy like Jeffrey Dahmer, who was constantly hammered. Well, because he would get hammered to forget his shit because he was gay. and Right. Didn't want to be seen he, as gay. He had to be drunk to do what he did. No, he didn't. He, no, he didn't give a fuck about it. He was gay, but he had to be drunk to be able to carry out what he did. But hmm. when he was, because Jeffrey Dahmer was in the army as well, and he got housed because he was stationed in, I believe, in Germany, and he used to get hammered all the time, tell people like, "I'm going to kill you," blah blah blah. You're going to hear about me in the news someday. This, that, the other. So it was kind of that same mindset where. When you get drunk, the real the the monster comes out to play. Yeah, um, which which is the strange part. I I, I don't want to jump too far ahead, but that was the real st- what you just said was you're gonna hear about me someday. Mm-hmm. A lot of a lot of the serial killers love love they love the notoriety. Love it, love it. Absolutely want want eat the shit up. They're like, wow. Hey, you know, like, yeah. like Jeff, Jeff, you know, Jeff was like, you know, okay, you'll hear about me, but, but then you got like, uh, Ted Bundy, you know, he, he's Dude. sitting in there, he's sitting in, in, in the courtroom, one arm over the, over the chair, leaning back. He knew the photographers and be like, what's you up? Want, you want to see the guy that, that hammed it up the most for the notoriety? Richard Ramirez. I was just going to say Richard. Dude, coming in with fucking pentagrams carved in his hands and he's like, I love Satan. Woo, look at me. Let's, you know, we'll give him his credit. Richard Ramirez was a fucking monster. He had gorgeous hair. He did. Oh, God, I was so jealous. He did. He did. He did. He did have some sexy hair. He had nice hair, dude. He, yeah. He looked like, uh, uh, like he was the first version of what Slash from Guns N' Roses should have been. <laughs> hmm. Before he got the really long hair? No, no, just in general. I mean, because with short hair, he kind of looked like a pro wrestler, but... <laughs> Richard Ramirez did. Anyway, you guys didn't come here to listen to us talk about serial killer hair. See, and you think that, you know, we were just going to be all serious. Oh, come God. On. Wait for the Ted Bundy episode where I get to tell you about how he's actually George Bush. Probably Whee. is. Goddamn. Um, so, so while he was in Fort Lewis, 
because this goes into your drunk. Yep, it was uh, February 2001. Yeah, he got pulled over for DUI and only served one day in jail and got a $300 fine. But that's also because he had no previous record. He had no criminal record up to this point in time. So they're probably just like, you know, don't do it again. Oh, yeah, you're also a military guy. Right, and he probably got pulled over. But I bet you... Just I, off base. <laughs> I bet... I bet he got in some deep shit oh God, on yeah. base, though. Yeah. Because like, did they pu- take that shit serious? He probably got pulled over, like, just off base by a cop in town who was probably at some point in time stationed there. That was just like, yeah, you know what? We'll let you go a little easy. Or or they give slack to... Exactly. Yeah. You know, but this is... now. This is the one fucking thing that, one of those few things that surprises the fuck out of me. That he was, well, it doesn't really surprise me because of what he, you know, being a serial killer, good at your job. Well, Trent, you know, he got that from military. Yep. He was so good at his fucking job that he received a service medal. Yep. He was a gunner and an assistant gunner. Another one that got some medals when he was in the military was uh, Timothy McVeigh. He was very good at his job. He was. No, he uh, he wasn't so good at not getting away with bombing a place. Well, that's allegedly allegedly because <laughs> there's a lot of weird shit that goes into that one too. Yeah. Still a piece of shit, <laughs> no doubt. Um, he he later told investigators that uh, in 2001 he was honorably discharged from the army. He then met a woman named Tammy Hawkins uh, shortly before he was discharged. This is the woman that I was telling you about where, you know, the whole him going to a white supremacist church didn't make any sense, any sense because Tammy was actually half, uh, half African-American, half Native American. So being a white supremacist, those kind of things don't really, hmm. you know, they don't, uh, they don't line up so good. Um, yeah. Uh, she moved to Naya Bay and he moved with her, which is up on the um, Olympic Peninsula up in uh, Washington from the, looks like a fucking gorgeous place to visit from the pictures i've seen of it it's like really nice like oh yeah um by this point in time he was uh he was about six feet tall i mean he he ended he was around six one six two kind of um didn't look it because he was kind of a weird like lanky skinny guy but he's actually real strong um he was uh, he was quiet and shy around people he didn't know, but when he was around his friends, he was completely the opposite. He was just you know life of the party, fucking slapping backs and you know putting lampshades on his head and shit. Um, See, this is hitting way too close to home. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> yeah. it's just like, are we really serial killers in disguise, dude? I'm the guy that if I go to a party and there's people there that I don't know and there's a dog, I'm gonna hang out with the dog because I don't like people. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, it, you yeah. know. Fuck the cats, though. I'm gonna hang out with your dog. Uh huh. But I don't like you people. I'll like we go to a, like we go to a a function or something with my wife. I'm like I'll stick with her, and then she'll like wander off. And I'm like hmm, 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 uh, I got a drink. Oh God, there's a dog. Thank you. I just run over. Hey, buddy. <laughs> uh, so he worked for uh for a short period of time. He worked for the Parks and Recreations Department and did construction work uh, for them. The member, uh, the members of his community said that he was a super nice, respectable guy. That he was always like going out of his way to help people. Um, and uh, you'd actually be really surprised with how many serial killers do this before people find out what they do. Like for example, we keep going back to Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy worked at a suicide prevention hotline. 
Well, didn't he, didn't he, uh, like, make an attempt to run for mayor or governor or some shit like that? He was that? running for, I think, Congress, some shit like that. Yeah. Uh, I mean, uh, John Wayne Gacy was, uh, uh, at one point in time, he was on the uh, the ballot in Illinois for uh, as a Democrat for, like, a state senator. Yeah. You know, motherfucker probably would have got elected, too. I um, mean, BTK. Oh, he was a prick i don't even want to talk yeah, about that guy he was Ugh. respected in his in, in, yeah he was his... deacon of his church yeah but i mean jesus it's the the more you have going on in your life the easier it is to hide that side of you because instead of just being like you know working stiff where you're like oh you know once in a while i go out and i you know fucking strangle a hooker to death but the other 90 percent of the time i just go to work go home eat dinner and whatever because that's how people think, okay, this guy's weird. But when you keep busy and you keep, you know, well, you're, you're Dom, out. Dahmer, they, everybody just was like, he was a white dude. He was a, a white dude in the in ghetto. The they ghetto. left him the fuck alone. Because <laughs> <laughs> you're like, mm, we don't fuck with this guy because he's. Yeah, he, he just went, came in, went home, you know, did whatever. Yep. He didn't mess with anybody, you know. But he did try to feed his neighbor. He was going to give his neighbor fucking she, she got food. She got it. He, he made her, he made her sandwiches I mean, all the time. Who knows if there's any people in it, but oh, that's why um, I mean human food. Yeah, so I mean he was he was basically leading the stereotypical double life of you know murdering people in one life and being kind of a helpful member and productive person, part of society on the other. Oh yeah, yeah. Because uh, what is it? At one point, so he he moved to Alaska. Right. He was in Alaska. And what was it? Uh, they had an interview with uh, his boss because he was uh, a contractor. Yep. Well, not carpenter, contractor. Yeah, same it? difference. He did, yeah. a, he did a little bit of everything. Yeah, you know, Kevin mentioned earlier that his he, he was just fucking focused and yep. eh, it was just got to do this, got to get it done. Okay, well. The, the, the kind of guy that works through his lunch break to make sure that things are getting done. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and people would come up to him, ask him, you know, how to do his stuff, and he'd be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah." And and his boss was just like, "Yeah, he's a great guy. You know, he was a great guy. I never, you know, had anything wrong with him. He he'd put his head to the to you know, nose to the grindstone. To the grindstone he was, just fucking just keep going, yeah, get it done. He was he was one of those guys that you work with who. You know, while everybody else is like, ah, we're going to kind of stand here for a couple of seconds and, you know, catch our breaths, whatever. He was the kind of dude that was just like, nope, look out. I'm going to keep working. You know, you guys can take your break. That's fine. I won't say anything to anybody about you dicking around. I'm going to stay working. I'm going to keep busy. And, you know, because honest, again, you keep your your brain busy and you're not going, which one of these guys am I going to kill first? Which one can I get away with killing first? You know, exactly. Do any of them have an attractive wife slash girlfriend that I could potentially sexually assault and then kill? along with him yeah you know it the busier you keep your brain the less it works <laughs> and the strange thing about this fucker was the fact that he had a home life too yeah yeah he had a a, a kid a 10 year old daughter at the time that he was arrested and a girlfriend that he'd been with for a long time but we're going to get more into that next week um on november 13th of 2002 his father passed away and uh israel actually did attend the funeral uh later that year he separated with his uh, his girlfriend that he had his daughter with, and she took the daughter with her. Uh, in the first couple months of 2006, uh, Keyes began participating in marathons. The marath- marathons might not sound like they're all that important at this point in time, 
But just remember, there was a lot of times where he was out running marathons in Washington, Oregon, Northern California. And occasionally there are missing persons cases that are linked to those time periods. Yeah, wasn't there one? There was one in Washington in that documentary. Yeah. Where it's it looks more, if you were to look at it real quick, you wouldn't think twice about it. But then after you start seeing what this guy was doing, you're like, oh shit, maybe, maybe that guy that went missing... And where he was. Right. Put two and two together. Exactly. At this point in time, he began making numerous travels for unspecified reasons. In 2007, Keyes opened a new business called Keyes Construction. This was up in uh, just Anchorage in the general area of Anchorage in Alaska. Yep. Um, and again, like everybody that he did work for was, you know, he was extremely reliable. He was showing up 10, 15 minutes early for work. You know, he, uh, he was damn good at his job. Um, but uh, on these little trips that he was taking, um, he uh, he kind of started to show up. So he uh, he kind of hinted at killing around four people in Washington State. Um, at one point in time, he, he did say that one was a couple and there was two separate individuals that he got on separate occasions, not like a doubles night kind of thing. Uh, he started to realize that if he kept uh, if he kept, you know, shitting where he eats when he was in Washington, He's eventually going to get caught because that's what happens with these guys is they start killing people and they stay too close to home and they start showing a pattern. So that's when he started making his little travel arrangements, um, going to places like California, Texas, Chicago, New York, New Jersey, Vermont, and New Hampshire. Uh, On one of these trips... you see Texas too? Yes. Okay. On one of these... When he went on these trips, he'd start stalking people kind of like at a distance and... You know, just so he doesn't draw attention to himself. He's not like, you know, following somebody around in the grocery store, staring at him like a fucking creep. But he would also plant uh, his, quote, kill kits in areas that he intended, you know, where he intended on killing people. Which was a five-gallon bucket. Yep. Filled it with a weapon. Yep. Generally a handgun, because that's, he, yeah. you know. Handgun. Yeah. Yep. Ro- rope. Tape. Had a drain cleaner or something like that yep. in it. Zip ties. Probably a plastic bag. Something. Yeah, plastic sheeting, plastic bags, flashlights. Dude was fucking prepared. And I'm I'm not sure, but I think he may have been a Boy Scout. <laughs> you know? Yeah, and it, it's just kind of like one of those things where it kind of makes you wonder, what, where the hell he got... It must have been some trial and error thing right. to come up with... Okay, I gotta have, gotta have you know this. Gotta have this. Gotta have this. Gotta have this. Gotta have this, because if I don't, I realize I didn't have that last time. Right. I was fucked. I don't think it's even that. I think he put so much thought into this stuff beforehand that he was like, "This is what I'm gonna need." I mean, I honestly maybe the the one that I that I could see being trial and error would be like the drain cleaner. You know, probably. Yeah, I agree um, with that. But th- this guy was so fucking cocky that a lot of the times when he was traveling, every time he flew out of Alaska, he was flying under Israel Keys. He was flying under his own name. Right, the cars under his own name. He checked his goddamn pistol in his luggage, which is perfectly legal to do when he flew to Vermont, which we're going to cover next week. But the pistol involved in that... He well, checked he didn't fly his, to Vermont. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. He flew to Chicago. He flew to Chicago, rented a car, and then drove 900-some-odd miles to Essex, Vermont. Yeah, who the fuck does that? Somebody that doesn't want their tracks being that easy to follow. Well, 
Must have been pretty fucking easy. Because FBI found it real quick. <laughs> no, the... I mean, yes. It's it's when he Some got the... caught, he was just like, "Well, fuck it, I might as well just tell you." In April of 2009, he robbed the community branch, I'm sorry, the community bank branch in Tupper Lake, New York. This is around the same time frame where a woman named Deborah Feldman went missing from guess where? New Jersey. New Jersey, where he was about a decade earlier when he went in and enlisted in the army. So, like you said earlier, maybe this was his first little uh First little excursion out hunting. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. Um, when uh, when the FBI interviewers asked him uh, after he'd been caught, uh, asked him about uh, Deborah Feldman and showed her a picture, he just said, I don't want to talk about her right now. Yeah. <laughs> but, but he w- would later on claim, he would go, he would tell them about, the, about it, and they go, well, how do you how do we know you were there? Well, I robbed a I robbed a bank there. Yep. You know, in in, in this one little town and and they what they do? They went out. They found the footage. Yep. And were like Holy shit. Did you see anything about his his disguises for these bank robberies and shit? No. Oh my god, dude. He went like full like he went whole fucking hog on these disguises like he had a fake goatee. He wore a hard hat with a wig glued into it just to kind of add to it. And then he put a dust mask over the whole thing. So it's like, yeah, no, what? And you go, he walks out of there and just whoop, completely different person. And one of them, he's like, well, yeah, I did see one of them. That one. Yes, I did see that. But another one, he was like, what was he? He, uh, he had a hoodie on or something, yeah. but he had like a goatee. It was fucking like dramatic as shit. But the whole the whole saying I don't want to talk about her right now thing that's a that's a power move like you guys think you're in control of this interview but it's actually mine he, he played I, he's yeah. one of those guys where he had to stay in control at all points in time yeah so just a little tidbit well I want to give a little tidbit to what to to next week to to begin it off okay so what got him caught was because. He was caught driving a car. You already covered that part. Yeah, this car, okay? That he because he killed that woman, right? Samantha Koenig. Okay. Now, this is in Texas that he gets caught. At the time, they didn't know who the fuck he was, and they just thought maybe he stole the car. You know, no, what, stole what? his car, stole the car, stole the card. You know, had some. The, you the, know, the car was rented under his own his name. The reason, the thing that got him was. The fact that he climbed back into this car after the stolen card had yeah. just been used. Yeah, that's, so that's like, what I meant. It, so it, like, he, so he, 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 he used the card. I'm thinking maybe uh, car, like, what's what's the term? Identity theft, something like that? Uh, what the hell was it? It was like uh, uh, financial fraud or some shit like yeah. that that they got him for. Yeah, and he was like... So just like Al Capone, who didn't go down for, you know, you know instigating a bunch of murders he got caught for fucking tax evasion once money is involved that's when you get caught he couldn't he could have not got caught right because he broke his own rule of using a card which we'll get into that a little bit more next week where this guy was a evil genius level kind of serial killer but he gave it up real fucking easy oh yeah he was just like he was like well you know what 
you're going to find out it sooner or later. So guess what? I might as well just tell you. I'm going to tell you. Yep. I killed this girl. Yep. (laughs) So that's where we're going to kind of leave you off is him, you know, admitting to killing Samantha Koenig in Anchorage, Alaska. And uh, we're going to get into that in some pretty awful detail as to what happened with her. Yeah, and and uh, once again, if uh, you know you uh, want are in the the need for a pair of uh, great headphones or Absolutely. earbuds, or just uh, head on over to www.studio.com slash us yep. and check out their website. Check in, look into some of their headphones and earbuds, and you know they have a couple of different types of earbuds. That you might might be I don't know, more into, uh, and put in uh, at checkout the uh, promo code Dark Windows. Yep, and get fifteen percent off. Absolutely, at checkout, like I said. Uh, also, you can you can find us on uh, Instagram, Facebook, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Instagram, and Twitter. We're both at uh, Dark Windows Pod. Yep, Facebook is Dark Windows Podcast. Come on in, just, if you want to. If you want to join the group, man, go ahead. We take all comers. <laughs> and, yeah, and we, we, you know, we want your feedback. We really Absolutely. do. We can't keep saying it enough. Please yep. give us some feedback. You know, drop us a line. Hell yeah, shoot us an email. Uh, darkwindowspod at gmail dot com. Definitely, and you know, we're we you know we hope you're enjoying the shows. Yeah, I mean, and uh, wherever you listen, rate, review, and subscribe. If if you get the option to rate and review, go ahead. Because even if you don't like the show and you want to, if you, what I'm trying to say is, if you're going to give us a one star review, at least tell us why. That's all I'm saying. And make it fucking good. Yeah, it better be good. Not like you know, I fucking hate this show. I was listening to this and I forgot to fill my car up with gas. One star. Fuck you. You know, get real. But uh, <laughs> yeah, assholes. Yeah, I'm. I, I can't wait to get done talking about this prick next week and get back into some fun stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Not so. that it's not fun. Oh, it's it's, it's fun. fun. It's fun. But when you lay down to go to sleep and you just keep seeing this son of a bitch in your head and you're just like, I hate you. Stop. So. But just remember, just because you can't necessarily see out into the dark doesn't mean that the dark can't see into you. All right. Well, later, fuckers. Bye.